You're still on the talk shop on SAFM. I'm joined now on the line by Nsika Kumete, who's a curator at the Mazisi Kunene Museum and a senior administrator at the Mazisi Kunene Foundation. Nsika, good evening. Welcome to the talk shop. Good evening, my lady, and good evening to the listeners. I ruined my, my introduction to, to, to this discussion. I really wanted to quote... Um, former President Abumbeki, I'm going to go ahead and do it, okay? He says, in the, in the journey of self-discovery and the restoration of our self-esteem, without which we would never become combatants uh, of the African Renaissance, we must tune our ears to the music of Zao and Franco of the Congos and the poetry of Mazisi Kunene. Ten years this year since uh, Mazisi Kunene's passing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's uh... You know, I think... There are a lot of young people who hear the name Mazisi Kunene and have no idea who we're talking about. So maybe just a bit of background. Who is, who was Mazisi Kunene? Okay, thank you. Uh, Mazisi Kunene is um, who eventually became a, an international icon. Is um, a man who was born in the, a rural community of Amashongwa. He grew up there. And he graduated uh, high school at Marion Hill, eventually attended tertiary uh, education at um, institutions such as UKZN, uh, University of Natal at the time, oh. and uh, Roma University. And uh, then he was exiled and went to, uh, uh, in 1958, spent 34 years in exile and eventually came back and settled in Glenwood. Um, uh, uh, where they bought a, a home in Glenwood and eventually passed away in 2006 uh, after having stayed in Glenwood throughout his time with that family. And that is where uh, uh, the Mazasi Kunene Foundation uh, office is, is situated at. Mm. But, um, yeah, um, yes, so, so, so briefly, that is, that, that is Mazasi Kunene, but also uh, just to note that uh, Professor Mazasi Kunene was also a, 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 a struggle icon who uh, I don't think many people know this, but was one of the people, one of the, was one of the first people who formed the African National Congress office in London back in, in the in the late 50s yes. and early 60s. He also was uh, one. Uh, he also was a leading person, uh, leading activist who formed the South African Exhibition Appeal, where he commissioned art pieces from international um, international acclaimed artists such as Pablo Picasso. More Rosenberg and those art pieces were, were, were auctioned off, and the proceeds went towards the the, the, the struggle. Uh, uh, I mean, the fight for the for the liberation of this country. Mm. Um, is also is also, you know, on on, on, on the other side, um, an, an internationally acclaimed um, uh, writer and poet, and also a distinguished lecturer. You know, who's taught at many universities uh, teaching African philosophy. Uh, Across the world. Uh, at I- University of Iowa, Stanford University, and eventually spending 19 years at University of California in Los Angeles uh, uh, teaching there. Yeah, and then, and then came back to teach at the University of um, UKZN. And, and, yeah. And, and of course, finally came back to teach at, at the University of Natal, which, uh, you know, uh, you know, back at the time, as I said, he graduated at University of Natal, but because of the apartheid laws at the time, he could not graduate, he could not attend a graduation ceremony. Mm. And um, coming back, you know, uh, back in 2000, the university held a, a special, you know, um, uh, uh, award ceremony just to honor 
those people who couldn't graduate at the time, and, Mother, and Professor Gunene was one of those people who were honored at the time. open up the lines and I said this earlier when you hear the name Mazisi Kunene what are what are the words that come to your mind I know because he was a poet and an author as well perhaps you want to share with us a little something 0891104207 I think what one one of his publications that we might all uh, be quite aware of is, is Emperor Shaga the Great um, an anthem of, of of the decades I mean that's the work that 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 um, you know a lot of us may know Eski Mpahlele, though, Professor Eski Mpahlele, once, I think it was in the 80s or in the 90s, um, you know, talked about how there was that series, Shaka, the series on the life of Ushaka Zulu. And Eski Mpahlele says that, said that artists and authors like Mazisi Kunene um, did a good job in telling the story of um, Ushaka Zulu, while the series, the television series itself, uh, worked or, or took to strip from the story of Ushaka. I wonder if if, if you share the same sentiments. Uh, yes, you know, after having studied a lot of uh, Professor Gunana's works, you know, um, in fact, uh, I share the same sentiments mm. of, of, of Dr. Mpashele because, look, the, the, how the epic Ulutumishi is amazing which is Emperor Shaga the Great. Mm. You know, uh, it, it's interesting to know that it, it first came, uh, the first line in the book, Emperor Shaga the Great, says it, it, is, it is a great sadness that this book should first appear in translation, which meant that Professor Kunene, because he was exiled at the time, he could not publish the in book Isizu. in the original Isizulu format. Mm. As we know, he had written over 10,000, he's written over 10,000 uh, uh, manuscripts, uh, Poems, which are at the Mazisikunene Museum in longhand, all exclusively in Isizulu. And uh, it is a great sadness, of course, that 10 years after his passing, those manuscripts still lie there at the Mazisikunene Museum uh, without being digitized. And each day that we spend there, we run the risk of losing, mm. uh, you know, th- this national treasure. Um, but going back to your question, uh, I think... Uh, the, 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 the story, as told by, by, by the series, is not an accurate reflection on how Professor Mazasukunene had written the story about this great emperor. With, uh, uh, we've seen stories told in many other cultures, you know, um, I can, the Japanese, the Out of War, and many others who were told, uh, you know, just to, uh, to show the, the brilliance of the emperor, mm. the formation of this great nation, as we as we are today celebrating the 200th year in the formation of the Zulu nation. That story has never been told. If you read Unotimikhezigamenzi or Emperor Shal the Great, you will soon see that it shows the brilliance of this young man who grew who grew up and became uh, this this leader of a nation who mm. formed this this great nation of of of, of the Zulus. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm... How often do we talk about how we as Africans, and I'm talking about black Africans, have not documented our own stories and and such, and yet these manuscripts sit at the museum, they have not been digitized. What we should do is talk about what the challenge is in digitizing these manuscripts so that they are accessible. Otherwise, 20 years from now, we'll still be talking about how we are not telling our own stories. Uh, for, let me just quickly take Keketi in, in Polokwane. Keketi, good evening. Good evening, my lady. Yes, thanks for calling. 
Thank you very much for taking my call. Mm. I just want to say that I remember Professor Mazisi, the one who lets people know. Mazisi. Mazisi. Aha. Yeah. I had the uh, privilege of interacting with him uh, when we were at a publishing house whose name I won't mention today. And he was a fantastic writer, short story writer. One of his stories was Mm. A wonderful short story about people who belong to a political organization, but because of apartheid, um, formed this political organization secretly in the yard of a white man, mm. and uh, they sing freedom songs and the white man sings. Now, these songs are really hymns that are so beautiful, and he invites them into their house, and they pray together. And it's a long story, but uh, to cut a long story short, he was a great writer. Mm. He was the poet laureate of our country in the struggle years. He was the chief representative of the ANC in the UK, in the United States. He was a fantastic uh, Isis Zulu uh, uh, teacher and lecturer. Mm. And I remember him with great and fond memories, even when he came back out of exile, back into South Africa, and uh, contributed to the education and the upliftment of our people. Mm. Uh, He was a great man, uh, wonderful, humble, and um, his wife is called Osmabatu. So you can take it from there what kind of a person he was. Mm. Mabatu, (laughs) mother of the people. Yes. Yes, Yes, and it's a great pleasure to have met him in my life, and I'm honored to to say these few words about him, that uh, we have lost a great man, but his legacy must continue. I'm glad that his works are being digitized now, and uh, we will remember him. That's part of the problem. They haven't been digitized, and that you know the the museum uh, is sitting with these manuscripts. I think in the uh, Mail and Guardian that that's going to happen. Mm. Uh, I I may have, I may be making a mistake, but I think there's a plan to do that. Yeah. Well, we have the curator on the line. Let's let's find out from him, Kikid. Yes, uh, but yeah, Prof. Masizikunen was a great man. We we admire him. We love him. And he's a struggle hero. He's an icon. Yes. I'm I'm glad you came in and corrected my, my pronunciation, you know. When you're a woman okay, who no speaks in, no, it's it's a good thing. We need to do this more as South Africans, as as, as a, even as yeah. even as even mm-hmm. as a, as a young Motswana woman, you you think you know enough about South African languages, and then you realize it's not Mazisi, it's Mazisi, Mazisi, Mazisi. Yes, Mazisi. yes. the I one who lets to, others know. We, we, we have to make a, an effort, now, lady, to know our people, mm. to know our languages, to know our cultures. And he was very strong on that. I remember we had an interview with him and Timudisa some years ago. Mm. And when we were saying these languages, African languages, seems to be, seem to be disappearing. And he said vehemently to Timudisa and I, he said, these languages cannot disappear. For as long as we are here and when we are promoting our own languages, it does not mean we are discarding English. But we use it English as a vehicle for other things. But we must promote our languages and be strong about them. Yeah. And he was very vehement about that. Mm. So he was a great contributor to culture, to tradition, to language, and to the beingness of Africans. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling, Kikid. Thank you.
perfect. I, I appreciate it. That I'll take more calls. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Um, and and speaking of digitizing, we have on the line Kondile uh, from Mangawung on the line. Kondile Ketama, of course, uh, the, the one and only. Kondile, good evening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you know, you you actually wrote an article on 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 how digitization has a role to play in saving history, and here we are with Ntika saying, uh, you know, we're in this museum. Here are all these manuscripts by Mazi uh, Sakunene, and and yet they still have not been digitized in 2016. It's a sad, it's a sad, sad thing. No, it's it's it's, it's very sad. Now that I must indicate because what I wanted to capture is the fact that uh, the issue the, the issue around heritage, the, the matters around history, uh, are not as documented as we would want them to be. Mm. If you look at the material, for example, that I quote around Covenbeck, uh, the late Covenbeck, mm. I know for the fact that there's a whole lot of material that is out there that is not necessarily captured, neither is uh, digitized. So what we, we, we need to do we need to bring the element of uh, ICT into uh, 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 light, for example, in making sure that all the material that is out there is either digitized or it's archived in a way that the next generation would be able to access. But as things stand, it tells you that clearly there are challenges with regards to the manner in which we are documenting our material. Mm. Not so long, I think it was last year, when we were dealing with the the, uh, the program of Brown Fisher. One of the things that the Department of Arts and Culture managed to do uh, well, it is to, together with the Netherlands uh, government or, or, or one NGO in Netherlands, I can't confirm at this stage, but they were able to capture the, 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 the life and times of Brown Fisher. And uh, as I'm talking to you, I have access to that material and I'm able to relate well with all activities as undertaken by. Mm. Uh, uh, transition during that time. So the, the fact that uh, ICT plays a major role in, in, in conserving our either history or heritage, it's, 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 it's something that is very important. I do highlight again, Naledi, uh, 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 in, in the same piece that uh, if you look at the story of Timbuktu where the, 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 the Islam group uh, vandalized some, one, one of the best libraries there uh, in Mali, uh, it, 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 it shows us that if there was no proper documentation, because some of the one, some of the material was uh, discovered in the vault, and others already was digitized. So it made it simple for them to resuscitate the, the library, but also restore the material that is sought after by the world. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, what, and you say this in the article as well, what we need is innovation. So the ICT sector itself to start finding innovative solutions to how we, we actually start no, digitizing. Yeah. Definitely, but one thing also what we, we need to take into consideration is the fact that the issue of digitization is not a panacea to documentation or to keep some of the material. It is but one tool that can assist us moving forward in making yes. sure that uh, from the archive point of view, the material is properly uh, documented. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for calling, Kundile. Really appreciate this. His article is available on the New Age. In fact, it was published just today. Um, 
I think if you just go onto their website and you look up Kondile Ketama, digitization has a role to play in saving history. Kondile Ketama is communications practitioner, social commentator, and Mangaung Metro's head of communications. Uh, but he obviously wrote that in his own personal capacity. But I continue my discussion with Nsika Kumeta, curator at the Mazisi Kunene Museum and senior administrator of the Mazisi Kunene Foundation, taking your calls on 0891 So what actually is has been the challenge with regard to digitizing some of these manuscripts how far are you at this point uh okay uh, uh thank you uh, i just wanted to thank uh, kkt for calling in for for the great contribution yeah. i thought you know when, when you were speaking you could hear that this is the man who had interacted extensively with the late professor mazisi gunene he came across as someone who knew him you can hear as, as he is speaking um, about the strong points, uh, uh, you know, in the arguments that Moses Kunene used to have. So uh, I just wanted to say this before we move on, that, you know, tonight um, we celebrate the 200-year uh, uh, formation of the Zulu Kingdom. Mm. We also celebrate the 20-year uh, formation of Poetry Africa, uh, which is an initiative within the UKZN uh, through the Center for Creative Arts. And it's also a 10-year commemoration on the passing of uh, Professor Moses Kunene. And um, uh, and through the Poetry Africa, there will be the inaugural Masisi Kunene Poetry Award, and uh, the, the inaugural recipient will be uh, 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 Dr. Don Matera, who is here at the, the awards are going on as I speak to you Stunning. now. But also, I just wanted to point out that um, we, we have made uh, headway, the Kunene family um, have, have, have funded much of what has happened uh, thus far in, in relation to the preservation of the works, uh, because, you know, through the 10 years that we've gone through, you know, with the Durban humidity, the, we needed to have immediate intervention to, 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 to preserve the works. So we, we've partnered with the Department of Arts and Culture Museum Services, who have assisted the Masisigunani Museum with environmental control measures, uh, where we've got, uh, you know, air conditioning and dehumidifiers, hygrometers, just to make sure that these manuscripts, the paper manuscripts, are stored in 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 in, in ideal conditions, mm. so that uh, we can then uh, you know uh, facilitate digitization of that. But um, uh, uh, it, 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 we are proud. So you know, uh, th- th- recently we've concluded the memorandum of understanding between. Uh, it's a historic. Uh, uh, um, a partnership between the Mazisigunene Foundation and the University of Natal through the leadership of the new uh, 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 vice chancellor at, at the University of Guadalupe Natal, Professor Albert van Yasselt, who has, uh, you know, led the, the the process of the formation of this partnership, where we seek to jointly um, uh, archive first of all and, and develop the identity because. Of the 10,000, over close to 11,000 manuscripts that we have at the museum, we hadn't even known what was the heading, what was going on there, so we had to professionally get it accessed by archivists. Mm. So that process has taken place, and we are about 95% towards completion of that process. The second process would then uh, be the digitization of, 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 the, of the manuscripts themselves. Now, uh, uh, and then finally, uh, uh, the publication of, them, of, of those manuscripts. But needless to say, the digitization of the manuscripts is, is the biggest step because that then preserves the works into perpetuity. Yeah. And uh, will create digital access for, for scholars and researchers and so on. 
But what also the MOA uh, between the Masisi Gwenda Foundation and the United and, and UK that then uh, seeks to do is to um, identify a centre within the UK that then is which is which will be renamed the Masisi Gwenda Research Centre, mm. where uh, people would be able, scholars and researchers alike. Um, local and international would be able to access the work for for research purposes yeah. and so on. Yeah. So 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 that is that is what the that is what we've done thus far. But uh, um, the digitization process is as 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 as, as, as um is, is not as, as 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 easy as you know uh, we may think because look the the the, the deterioration of the papers themselves you know they are such deli- so delicate some of the works are so delicate now that we need those to be professionally handled mm. throughout the digitization process so that we can still have the original intact for storage, mm. you know, uh, in, in, in ideal conditions. So that, that's how far we, we have gone. But we, we continue to receive assistance from the Department of Arts and Culture Museum Services um, uh, just to open the museum. Yeah. Uh, but we appeal to other potential funders to come through and assist with, 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 with just the funding at least for the digitization of the of, of the work so that they are it's available to to, 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 to to the nation as in the, the way world. that Professor Mas- yeah. as, as in the way that Professor Mazisigunene had intended to do was writing exclusively in Isuzulu, which was, you know, intellectualization of the Zulu language itself, you know. And uh, he, he he continued to do that, you know, and, and, until his passing. Although he he translated some works like uh, Emperor Shaga the Great, which is called Uno Dimitri's Gamenzi. Mm. And uh, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, I don't know if I'll be jumping the gun, but I can, I can say that we look forward to to the touring um, on the 23rd of November of his former students from the University of California in Los Angeles who are going to be coming down to South Africa. And uh, we'll be touring, uh, uh, coming down to the museum and also visiting his, 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 his resting place down in the rural community of Mashongwa. Yeah. And that will coincide with the historical launch of Uno Tumikhez Gamenzi, mm. uh, which was translated and published as Emperor Shara the Great. Uh, and we think Professor Mazasugunane himself would have been proud of the book coming out in this original form, which mm. is Mrs. Zulu. Yeah. He said, you know, many times that the power of an oppressed people lies through the creation of their masterpieces. Thank and you. I think he knew that the time will come where like today, where we would need to have our own masterpieces created in our own languages, uh, which, which, which is his contribution towards the preservation of, of, of language, the preservation of, of art and culture. Yeah, say that, say that again together, power of? The power of an, of an oppressed nation, of an oppressed people, mm. lies through the creation of their masterpieces. Thank you. Thank in you. original languages, in mm. original formats. Mm. So he continued to say that we must create and create as massively as possible in our original languages. Because as as you may, may know that the University of KwaZulu-Natal has got a policy of uh, Isizulu, which is, uh, you know, I think first-year students will take Isizulu, uh, an Isizulu module for the first year. We need uh, con- academic content for that. And 
those manuscripts lying at the Mazisikunene Museum the are the source of the academic content mm. in original format. Yeah, there we go. And, Listen, and, I, I need to quickly take a call. Um, we we yeah. have on the line Tando Songwevu. Uh, she was actually on the show last week, or two weeks ago when I wasn't on air, um, with Nancy Richards. She is the ambassador, heritage ambassador appointed by the SA Heritage Council. Tando, good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, the lady. I'm well. I hope you are as well. Thanks so much for calling. So you wanted to to contribute to our discussion? Yes. uh, Basically, you know, as this heritage ambassador, um, I'm inspired by his life, Mm. you know, his work on uh, to keep on retelling the African history in an authentic way, you know. How Tando? Oh my gosh, she's gone. She's gone. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's a pity. Let's 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 wrap up our discussion, though. Um, so, what other work can we expect coming from the the foundation? And, and you talked about needing funding as well to to assist in the process of digitization of his manuscripts. How can we assist? Well, the Gurena Foundation continues to 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 carry on the legacy left by Moses Gurena, as as, as had, had had hinted earlier on. You know, um, uh, 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 what we've done, we've got an education intervention program that um, we've initiated at at his rural community, first of all, in uh, in Amashongwa, where we've got a school called Guasuzinondo High School. We've we've, uh, partnered with that school and um, we've actually funded, uh, because when we got to that school back in 2009, um, uh, we, we realized that they had a 30% pass rate, you know, mm. and we wondered, you know, this is the resting place of Kumene. We need to uh, make sure that, you know, education is prioritized. So we thought, as Mrs. Matabo Kumene likes to say, uh, you know, she borrows from the J.F. Kennedy, ask not what your nation can do, uh, but what you can do for your nation. So we, in our own uh, small way, we, we started... Um, Assisting the school by providing tutors, we had an, we initiated a tutorial program, which we administer in the mornings and evenings, and we've managed to increase the pass rate from 33 percent to forty five to sixty two to mm. seventy eight to eighty seven, and we're sitting at ninety percent. Oh, and brilliant. we also and we and and what we've also done is we've built a, a four million rand library and computer center, which is a first of its kind in that rural community because. Uh, Kids had to commute 20, 30 minutes uh, with money that they don't have mm. to the nearest suburb to, to access these basic facilities which enable them to, 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 to develop their education. What we've also done is recently we've launched the first uh, science center at the same school, uh, uh, which, of course, is being accessed by a number of high schools within the community, and our tutorial program is also being accessed by a number of high schools within the community. So what this what this does is it, it develops the, the the community through education. Yeah. So what so what we so what we our vision is we've, we have this master plan, which is a broader vision to turn that school into education an, 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 an educational precinct where we would have all the the, 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 the best facilities in that rural Stunning. community settings would shared access within the with the, with the different that's uh, uh, schools. Yeah, no, so that's, that's a lot of work that you're doing. I want to get your contact details. We have Tando Songwevu back, uh, Ambassador, Heritage Ambassador of the National Heritage Council, South Africa's Heritage Ambassador. Tando, you're back. Yes, I'm back. Hmm. <laughs> yes, my lady, I was just saying... Um, 
I'm very, as an ambassador, I'm inspired by his, his life, basically, mm. his work of to keep on retelling the African history, you know, in an authentic way and making it relevant to today's problems, mm. you know, trying to create this understanding between us as a people. And, of course, the promotion of African languages as well, mm. you know. Um, uh, but one thing that always saddens me is the fact that he... These people are more known outside our borders, you know, and they are praised, and they're not known by this generation. Mm. So I'm also very excited about the digitization project, you know, which, of course, will contribute to knowledge production and sharing. Mm. So I just thought um, I should share that with you, but he's one of the great um, scholars, and I personally categorize him with the great scholars of our past, Mm. like of your soul, Blagi. You know, as it came Kai, who who were promoting our African languages through their writing. Mm. So um, it's very important that these younger generations we need to know about this past, about this past scholars, so that yeah. we can appropriate, you know, from the past for today's um, project. So I'm very excited about the upcoming yeah. projects as well with the library, and I think I should also make a turn and go visit the museum. Go and see the museum. In fact, everyone who's listening should go and see the museum. Tando, thank you so much for calling. And I think that we'll get to a point where young South Africans know um, some of our our, our greatest contributors and thought leaders um, that that lie in our history books when we do have young ambassadors such as yourselves trying to to do that work. Quickly give us the contact details of the museum and the foundation, Nzika, please. Okay, uh, the the Mavisikwanele Museum is situated at 8 Delver Avenue in Glenwood, mm. in Devon. And uh, the telephone number is 031-205-2912. And uh, you can email ntsikagumete at kunenefoundation.org. So it's okay. ntsikagumete at kunenefoundation.org. Okay, great stuff. Um, thank you so much. Again, Zika Kumete at Kumete, Zika Kumete at Kunene Foundation dot, dot org, and then uh, call 031 to get in touch with the with the foundation. Zika, I'm going to say goodbye to you, but I don't want you to hang up as yet. I want you to listen to what I'm about to do. Um, here's the voice of the one and only uh, Mazisi Kunene. Ilibonenge <laughs> Kalikuzila ngatalime kona kona lapo Katalize linga kwele sfubenzami Katalize lakele nguyo yonki mtabango yami Gitalipege gimu mshaba Enga sauzula Sengilizwili kakule silbabaza Jengizloanle silifundela Kime mnyamena sizinyawena zingarikoni Nangoba Yoni nshalo enjalo inkulu ngobukulu Nangoba yoni mnandi ngobu mnandi Nangoba yona inche ngobu ushe babogunye Ngoba yoni mpile iyo inganegu waneyati Iyo nati siti sinjalo njalo njalo Singangu singanegu waa
translate I'd love to translate that you know but you, you poetry is not translated you cannot translate poetry Nsika <laughs> thanks so much for for your time Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Great Thank stuff. you. Nsika Kometa, curator at the Mazis Museum and also senior administrator at the Mazis Ikunene Foundation.